Do you have the courage to obey the Lord today? Living a life bigger than life is not about you or about your comfort. God is calling believers. He's calling his children to a place where he will equip and fill us with the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish his purposes. God will go before you. I guarantee it. Get out your Bible, open to the book of Acts, and let's dig into the word of God together today. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm honored that you've joined me on a jolt of joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. And as always, I'd love to hear you. Shoot me an email at carol at justjoyministries.com. Living Life Bigger Than Life is our Bible study taken from the book of Acts. And studying the book of Acts challenges me to my toes. The book of Acts goes to deep, deep places in me. And my prayer is that you have been challenged as well. My prayer is that you've been challenged to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and to live with the power of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that you have been encouraged to share your testimony and to jerk some crippled people up, to make a mark on history at your particular moment in history. Let's continue today studying the book of Acts from Acts 21, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 6. When we had parted from them and had set sail, we ran a straight course to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. And having found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. And when we came in sight of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we kept sailing to Syria and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload its cargo. And after looking up the disciples, we stayed there seven days, and they kept telling Paul through the Spirit not to set foot in Jerusalem. And when our days there were ended, we left and started on our journey, while they all, with wives and children, escorted us until we were out of the city. After kneeling down on the beach and praying, we said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and they returned home again. So a group of people in Tyre who loved Paul and had been deeply impacted by his ministry begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But Paul had heard from God. And just like his buddy Peter, Paul had to obey God rather than men. Now, the group of people who were begging Paul not to go to Jerusalem were godly. They had heard from the Spirit the Holy Spirit, that tough times were ahead. But Paul didn't let that stop him. And this presents a theological dilemma for me, because the Holy Spirit had told the believers at Tyre that Paul was going to be persecuted. They begged him not to go. Paul went anyway. Why would he do this? Was Paul unteachable? Was he defiant? Was he being disobedient? No. I believe that often God gives us inside information just so that we can simply pray for that person. God even warns us what is ahead for a person so that we know better how to pray for that person. Well, It didn't stop with the people at Tyre. Paul heard from others that his journey was going to be difficult. Let's read in Acts 21, verses 7 through 12. And when we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived in Ptolemus, and after greeting the brethren, 
we stayed with them for a day. And on the next day, we left and came to Caesarea. And entering the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven, we stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who were prophetesses. And as we were staying there for some days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, this is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we had heard this, we as well as the local residents began begging him not to go up to Jerusalem. So everybody around him was saying, don't go, Paul. It's too hard. You're going to be tortured and persecuted and bound and put in prison. Now, let me tell you what we're observing here in the Word of God. We're observing a natural and emotional response to a prophetic word. The response that we're viewing was really not a spiritual response. See, none of us wants to go through something difficult, do we? None of us want someone we love to go through something difficult. But just because something is difficult doesn't mean that it's not God's plan for your life. You see, Paul and God are in agreement because the hand of Paul penned these words that I'm going to read to you, taken from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And God has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Do you want to know what I believe? I believe that sometimes God will call you to difficult circumstances. Sometimes God will call you away from difficult circumstances. Sometimes God will call you through a difficult circumstance. But the important lesson that we all need to learn from this description in the book of Acts is that we need to listen to God, not to man. The important lesson we need to learn is that we hear from the Spirit of God and not from our emotions. God uses people who are bound to him in spirit, which is what Paul said. God uses people who are relentlessly pursuing all that he has for him. Acts 21, verses 13 and 14. Then Paul answered, what are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since Paul would not be persuaded, we fell silent, remarking, the will of the Lord be done. The response of the people at Caesarea broke Paul's heart. He was not willing to step back, be held back, be intimidated, or stopped just because of the religious leaders. Paul was giving all, even his mortal life, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the people finally backed off and realized that they weren't going to change Paul's mind. They were gracious enough to say, the will of the Lord be done. 
Well, after Paul left this group of people, he was reunited with James and the elders of the church in Jerusalem. And it was a time of rejoicing, of catching up and talking about difficult church issues. And after seven days of fellowship, let me read to you some of the verses that follow. Let me read to you from the Word of God some of the situations in which Paul found himself. Acts 21, verse 27. And when the seven days were almost over, the Jews from Asia, upon seeing Paul in the temple, began to stir up all the crowd, and they laid hands on him. So now, after seven days, Paul is going to be captured again by an angry and relentless mob, verses 30 through 33. And then all the city was provoked and the people rushed together and taking hold of Paul, they dragged him out of the temple and immediately the doors were shut and they were seeking to kill him. And a report came up to the commander of the Roman cohort that all of Jerusalem was in confusion. And at once he took along some soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Verse 35, and when Paul got to the stairs, he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob, for the multitude of the people kept following him, shouting away with him. There was a mob mentality that was demanding that Paul be killed. The prophetic words were coming true. Paul was being persecuted in Jerusalem. Should he have gone there or not? I'm going to encourage you today to read Acts chapter 22, because Acts 22 gives us the answer that we're looking for. Acts chapter 22 shouts an emphatic yes, Paul should have gone to Jerusalem because he was able to share his testimony with the angry mob, with the religious leaders, and with the political leaders of the day. Paul was able to share what God had done for him. I want to encourage this to you today. When we do hard things for God, he opens doors that only God can open. God will give us the words to say in spite of the circumstances around us. Would you pray with me today? Lord, give me the courage of Paul. I want to obey you the way Paul obeyed you. You know, in Acts chapter 22, Paul gives his testimony to the very people who desired him to be murdered. He told about every mistake he had ever made. He told about murdering Christians. Paul told about how God stopped him on the Damascus road. He told about how he had been blinded by a great light and how Ananias had prophesied over him. Paul told vividly how now he lived to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do we learn from this? I want to encourage you that in all of your dealings with people, no matter how unkind and how hurtful people have been to you, keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is not your feelings. It's not your comfort or even your life. The main thing is Christ crucified and what Christ 
has done for you? Will you keep the main thing, the main thing? Or are you more concerned about your personal comfort during your tenure on planet Earth? Listen, I want to be a Paul. I want to live for him all of my days, regardless of how difficult my circumstances may be. After Paul had given a testimony, he was then brought before yet another council. And in Acts chapter 24, verse 5, a man by the name of Tertullus called Paul a real pest. He said that he was a plague who stirred up dissension among all the Jews. When people don't understand your Christianity, they'll begin to call you names and accuse you. And I want to tell you, if anybody ever calls you a pest, take it as a compliment. Take it as being in the same company as was Paul, the great man of God. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.